one of the most powerful people just gave the world a stark warning. A new world order is coming. The ECB just confirmed a war's fears. In its last address, its president, Christine Lagarde, gave a carefully crafted guidance speech and warned about everything we've recently predicted. This means only one thing. The tipping point is near. In previous letters, we predicted two game-changing shifts that would rock the global economy to its core. First and foremost, the dollar that has ruled global trade for the past 70 years will lose its reserve currency hegemony. I'm not saying the dollar will cease to exist, but it will no longer be the sole currency used for settlements as it is today. China is now in the final stages of launching a new reserve currency for the BRICS. And in preparation for that, the BRICS has invited new members to its block. As we wrote last month, the BRICS nations announced they would entertain allowing other countries to be included in the coalition. And immediately, a dozen oil nations lined up, including oil producers Argentina, Egypt, Algeria, and even bigger players such as the UAE, Iran, and even Saudi Arabia. In other words, we are entering Bretton Woods 3, a monetary era where no reserve currency will have exclusive settlement rights. And that will have vast implications for the U.S., Key among them is that the U.S. will lose the exorbitant privilege of printing as much of its currency without international recourse and lose the ability to borrow in perpetuity with the same foreign demand it's had for decades. What happens to the dollar if the U.S. loses these privileges? Such a reputational shock will certainly devalue the dollar, as Nixon did after he ended the dollar's convertibility to gold. But this shift in global trade goes beyond just settlement. Our second big prediction was that global trade would fragment along geopolitical fault lines and that we would witness the biggest onshoring of supply chains since the world wars. That fragmentation is already underway. Exports of food, fertilizers, and energy have been heavily sanctioned since the beginning of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And now, as we just predicted would happen, China is threatening to ban the exports of critical rare earths. But this new era of mercantilism isn't limited to commodities. It extends to IP and technology, too. In a recent letter, A Battlefront for the New World Order, we exposed how Washington convinced its Western allies to ban chip technology transferred to China. And now, they have officially followed through. Over the past two decades, the world has built the most interconnected trade network ever seen, a trade bloc that transcended geopolitics in pursuit of commerce. And this globalization has been one of the most deflationary forces of the past decades. But now this trend has been forced into reverse. As global trade crumbles, many goods will be hoarded, levied, and otherwise protected at all costs. And their supply chains will become domesticated along political borders. Everything is about to get more expensive. Last week, ECB President Lagarde flew to New York and warned policymakers of this changing global order. And her talk encompassed so much of what we predicted over the past years. Here are some key takeaways. For starters, Lagarde acknowledged that, as I wrote in a new reserve currency is live, China's economy has grown so powerful and now has what it will take to overthrow the dollar. She also affirmed that the world is moving away from a unipolar trade system and that free trade will soon fragment around two trade blocks, the West and China's lead bricks. She even brought up the niche minerals industry that we exposed in the next bellwether commodity as one of the West's Achilles heels. And, as we have just warned, Lagarde expects a series of destructive supply shocks as the world transitions to this two-sided trade, which, by the ECB's calculations, can raise inflation by 5% in the short term. And last but not least, she confirmed what we've been saying for years. Central banks are imminently switching from fiat to CBDCs, otherwise known as central bank digital currencies. Now, it's one thing to hear these conspiracy-like warnings from us, 
But when the chief of one of the world's most important central banks echoes our predictions, it really is time to take notice. This new global map, as Lagarde calls it, is one of the biggest macro stories in modern history. And while we can't be certain as to how this will play out, there are historical precedents we can draw from to predict what might come next. Just look back at the 1970s. High inflation isn't the only thing that we have in common today with the 1970s. The root causes of it and the policy responses that followed are also alarmingly identical. For example, much like today, the inflation of the 1970s was a result of both monetary policy and supply-side shocks. In 1971, President Nixon breached the Bretton Woods Agreement and prohibited the dollar's mandatory convertibility to gold, resulting in an instant dollar devaluation against other currencies. On top of that, OPEC's oil embargo and following tensions in the Arab world brought two oil supply shocks. That resulted in oil prices soaring 6x when adjusted for inflation. Today, increased energy costs have trickled up, exploding consumer prices. And what has been the policy response to these inflationary forces? You guessed it, mercantilism. Major powers began to adopt protectionist policies to protect domestic industries at the expense of foreign competitors. This included the use of tariffs, import quotas, and other trade barriers. The result was that this protectionism didn't just make stagflation worse, it made investing a real headache. If you pay close attention to historical asset comparisons, you'll notice that most use nominal numbers. This can lead to a distorted view because they obscure the actual value of those assets. This is particularly misleading when dealing with extended periods of inflation, such as those experienced in the 1970s. To illustrate this, take a look at the S&P 500's nominal performance over a period of two decades beginning in 1970. Based on this chart, it seems that stocks were a safe bet. Not only did they hold out during the 70s inflation breakout, but by 1990, the S&P 500 even experienced a fourfold increase. But what happens when you adjust these numbers for inflation? You see that chasm in the middle of the chart? That's the real value of stocks being eaten away by the inflation of the 1970s. It took the stock market 20 plus years to break even on those losses. In other words, in inflation adjusted terms, the stock market had lost two decades because of the 1970s. What about real estate, the mainstream inflation hedge? While some regions did really well during the 1970s, most real estate assets didn't hold up. For example, while housing in California tripled in value during that time frame, housing prices nationally dipped when adjusted for inflation. Take a look. The only two asset classes that performed well? Commodities and gold. Commodity prices experienced a staggering eight-fold increase during the 1970s, which further skyrocketed to a cumulative gain of 12 times over the subsequent decade. Even when adjusted for inflation, this asset class handed investors a multi-fold gain. The same happened with gold. From 1970 to 1990, gold appreciated four times in value, in real terms. These kind of returns have beat some of the most iconic tech plays over that same time frame. Considering the proximity of these parallels, we can't realistically think of a more logical investment playbook moving forward. In other words, there are two asset classes that should outperform from a historical perspective, commodities and precious metals. Some would argue that commodities have already had their 15 minutes of fame and that the easy gains have already been made. And while we don't think the run for commodities is over, the other asset class, precious metals, is just warming up. With the new global order coming our way that Lagarde just confirmed, precious metals' real run-up likely hasn't even begun. Seek the truth 
and be prepared.